phone, so yep, there we go. Okay, so I guess recor recording. Uh, yeah, sorry everybody, um, I'm Dustin Coiner talking motorbikes. Tonight we're fashionably late because both of us had technical difficulties. Uh, apparently we didn't, need, we didn't go to the Geek Squad today. <laughs> No, yeah, we're we're dumbasses. Well, I mean, I can, yeah, I can do motorcycle stuff. I can't do anything else, dude. And what's fucked up is I'm an IT guy, right? Like it's like the the mechanic that has the worst running car at home, you know? Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I'm saying the issue was on your end, not my end. I'm I think it was both of us. That. I'm going with both of us, but it was probably on my end. I don't know why. I don't know. Yeah, the. Yeah, so we're on now. So let's uh, let's talk about your um, kayaking weekend at uh, Jersey. We uh, we have a lot to talk about. Um, so yeah, I'm sure I'm sure, and, and hopefully we get people didn't. Uh, hopefully people stayed with us, and we have some. Uh, hopefully have some people with some questions. But yeah, I mean you know Jersey is always Jersey. You never know what you're gonna get. I mean I've been going to Jersey I think since 2014 or 15. Yeah. And there's there's been ones where yeah, yeah, I mean you go out and you buy the Walmart rain boots. And I did that again this year. I bought the Walmart rain boots because I didn't know and it looked like I think when I looked at it earlier in the week it was two and a quarter or three two and a half inches of rain on Saturday. Yeah. On Sunday. So yeah, we came we came fully prepped. And of course Saturday or Friday wasn't bad. You know, we had dry track Friday. Um, the track wasn't crazy fast, but it was decently fast on, on Friday. And, uh, then Sunday the rain hit and it pretty much never stopped. It yeah. Stopped, I'm, never dried out. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I was out on the bicycle Friday, so I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm just kind of watching the times while I'm spinning along. And then Saturday it was just like, why are the times so slow, dude? And then you look at it, of course, that's why they're kayaking out there. Pretty much, yeah. I told Richard to bust out the pontoons, but you know. Yeah, it it it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we um, in our camp, we will we'll talk about our our stuff in our camp. But yeah, and and honestly, I mean, we were stoked because I mean, the bottom line is both of our guys are mutters, right? So we were we were stoked. If it was going to rain, we're like, let's have it. Let's let we want the rain. We're good with it. Even though Jersey has no grip in the rain, we're we were we were stoked for it. Yeah, it seemed like that uh, right out, like the exit of turn 10 right there, it seemed like everybody was either going into it or going around it. But I, if I recall correctly, that's where, that's where Cowboys stacked one of the FZ09s at the school, like back in the day. Yeah, there's not a lot of grip there. I mean, even, yeah. I mean the biggest complaints that I had for everybody was, was um, the exit of five, which we saw a lot of people on the, like the middle to the exit of five. Uh, we saw 10, um, and then weirdly enough, we, you know, a bunch of people coming out of the front straightaway, 12 is, 12 is pretty insane as well. Yeah. Uh, but just not a lot of grip, not a lot of grip there, uh, period, let alone, uh, in the rain in it. And that's the thing, you know, it's like, you can go to tracks, like I say, a barber or, you know, road America, Laguna, the Ridge. I mean, we, you've got pretty good grip in the rain. Uh, yeah. Consistent. here it was, um, yeah, it just, it's just nothing. It's funny. I had a lo couple long talks with JD over the weekend, and he's just like, grip, 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 no grip. I mean, it was just, there was no catching anything. It was really difficult. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I've 
haven't raced in the rain in quite a while, you know. But I, I do remember um, crashing in the rain at Willow, Willow Springs, and um, and having my bike end up in the dirt outside of turn six, completely upside wheels up upside down, kind of like uh, you're a little kid on, uh, working on your BMX bike. That's yep. what my GSXR seven fifty looked like nice. twenty nice. twenty years ago, oh um, and it looked like there was a lot of that kind of thing. Just whoop, you know, like. And some of them were big, too. I mean. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's really how it went. Either the bikes were, were easy offs or they were yard sales. I mean, there was no two ways about it. We had, um, yeah. uh, we had um, you know, Maz had, a, Maz had a get off. And honestly, it wasn't that bad. The bike was literally, I mean, it was literally like straightened. I mean, like literally realign the handlebar and put a foot peg on it. You <laughs> couldn't even tell the bike went down. Yeah. Uh, the Indian guys, the uh, Bobby Fong and those guys were next to us. And the other thing, and they they went had to basically go frame out on on one of the ones Bobby had. So yeah, I mean it was not it, it, <laughs> there was a lot of bikes being rebuilt. And again, on Sunday morning there was a lot of bikes being rebuilt. Sunday morning warm up was was not good to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean I I did see the picture of Tyler O'Hara's foot. That was like whoa. <laughs> not good. Not right? good. And you know, you, it was pretty crazy seeing um, seeing Cody Wyman's bagger like looking pretty secondhand as well on like on a crane. <laughs> it's like, dude. Okay, so that's the only track that I've ever been to that they've actually used a legitimate tow truck to bring bikes back in. Like they literally hook the thing. Yep. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, the baggers coming on tow trucks. Yes, we have some pictures of that too. Yeah, it's like the repo man, right? Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Man, yeah, there's there's so much. I mean, there's so much, right? I mean, I mean, obviously we have our our little team stuff. Um, the Super Sport race was was pretty epic. I mean, all the races were epic, and there was there was so much on the line with uh, with some of them as well. So yeah, I mean, look, the Twins Cup was crazy, Ooh, right? Crazy. Yeah, um, and and you know, like I I kind of wanted to talk to you about a, a lot of that stuff, but let's get to that. But let's start talking about your guys' stuff because I know in your in your pit. Um, your writer, the tree trimmer guy, um, switched bikes. He, he yeah. joined the he joined the fucking dark side, man. What's pretty, up? Pretty much, right? You can't you can't beat him. Join him. So, yeah, it was really interesting. Um, you know, obviously we 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 rode a stock bike. We mentioned it before. We rode a stock bike, and he really enjoyed it. And it was a stock, very stock bike. It had a set of forks, had out of out of out of the box shock, which actually caused some problems on our setup. So I'll tell you about, um, but he liked the bike. And then, um, we went out and at Coda, we bought, we were, uh, in a position that we bought a, one of the podium winning M4 750s. And that bike went literally from park for May to, to the trailer. I mean, literally Wow. we watched okay. it. Yeah. And we, I mean, I mean, you know, big, big thanks to, uh, to, you know, for, for, um, M4 and Chris, um, you know, helping us out with that. That was, that saved us some time because we were going to, our goal was to ride our stock bike uh, at Jersey and uh, at least get a jump on next season because we kind of knew where we were going to be. And CJ was really fast there. Uh, Last year, Jersey, we were in the very low 25s and had a really good pace. And, you know, the preliminary stuff that we saw in the 750 was good. We got about a half a day of testing on the new bike. Uh, we were out at Nelson Ledges on Monday. We got about a half a day on that bike, and um, we we rode that bike as delivered, literally as delivered. And, right. Um, 
CJ honestly did not like it. The, 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 it was very stiff. I kept him on that bike for three sessions. It's like, you, you, we need to understand why the bike was this way. We're not, we're not just going to change it to our numbers because we need, you to, we need you to understand why the bike was this way and what the characteristics were. And so we left him on that bike for, for a while. And then he's like, he finally got to a laptop and go, look, I can't, I just can't go any quicker. And so we did soften the bike up and we got going actually pretty well on it, though the bike was pretty stiff for us. And, and the data that we were able to get out of it was pretty stiff. So when we came to Jersey, so we basically had five sessions on that bike, you know, five 15 minute sessions. Uh, we come to um, uh, Jersey, it's dry. We put a softer setup in it and it still just did not work for him. It was just, the settings were too stiff. And we were kind of, honestly, we were kind of warned about that, meaning that those bikes like either the, the FKR forks or the, some teams are still using the 30 mils. We had a set of 30 mils, so we, for um, Q, uh, FP1 did not go well. Q1, we put the other stuff back on, but we used some of the settings that we used off the stock bike uh, as far as geometry was concerned, and that did not work with the updated shock that we had. So we kind of... Honestly, we kind of did not have a really great Friday. We were like, why? Taking a hole. Fuck, are right. we doing this? I mean, just like one of these, what the, we're dumbasses. And yeah, I mean, this is one of those places where gun to your head, you just got to stick with the process. And, you know, whether it's my process or somebody else's process, you got to stick with a process. And we stuck with our process. And, um, you know, luckily that, you know, we're not going to say we're so fixed and disabled these are our numbers and we're only going to run these. No, it's like, um, you know, Chris was, Chris was generous enough to say, Hey, look, this is the geometry area we want want you to be in. And if you're in that area, you know, then you can start looking at making some things softer. And we had to go a lot softer for us. So really, yeah, a lot softer. So, and, and it, and it did start to come around. We ended up, um, having a pretty good Q2, um, the, the pace was coming up. We had a red flag, unfortunately. So we got, didn't get a great starting position. Uh, race one, we had a good race one. We were pretty quick and you know, we were running, we ended up 12th at starting 18th, um, had good lap times at the end, found something big on Sunday morning warm up. CJ did like five laps Sunday morning warm ups. Like I'm ready to race. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. And sure enough, we had good pace. I mean, we were running P six, P seven pace. Uh, we ended up 12th, um, and we were coming. So we, we ended up... What happened? Uh, you had, you had sixth six place pace. Late. Uh, but... it, it, so we, oh. we, we kept... Honestly, we kept making such big swings at the bike that it was taking CJ three, four, five laps to figure it out. And, you know, these bikes, the 750s don't have TC. And he, and he was coming off of eight years off an R6. And right. so eight years off an R6... And the bikes have very different characteristics. We, I mean, we were really lucky on the Graves bikes. We had, I mean, we had, we had three or, well, we had four TC maps for the rain. Four. On oh, six, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, we had a lot of variables that went with that. Plus all the engine braking maps that we could deal with here. Um, we don't, we, there's no TC on these things. Uh, it was great. We did get a lot of help. Obviously, M4 did help us out with some things. Chloe was great. Um, she helped us out. She actually put a map in the thing in the rain on Saturday. Um, so we had a big, big shout out to her for answering all of our stupid. Chloe, was it the Chloe, the data unicorn or whatever? Yeah, we were, I mean, she was great, right? I mean, again, and it's, it's again, it's not that we were, 
it's not that we weren't looking at, at um, we weren't taking what they had to heart. It's that we have our own process and we have to right. stick with our own process. And when our own process stalls, then we'll look at something else. Right. So that we're not going to, we're not going to circumvent our, our process and our systems until we get to a stumbling block. Anyway, they, they helped out a lot and I, and I do appreciate it. And yeah, so we, we kept throwing really big swings at it and it kept getting better and better and better um, during the weekend. And it, it, so basically every time CGA went out, we had a pretty radically different bike um, with you know springs and, 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 and damper settings. And so it just took him a little while to get used to that. And once he did, yeah, it was great. He was actually very, very super, super quick. So um, we, ended, we ended in a good, in a good place where we rode well. Um, I'm ha I mean, I'm happy with how CJ performed, um, given the circumstances and we have a lot of data for, uh, next year. Actually, have a, we have a lot of data for a week and a half. Our, our season has already started. We're testing in a week and a half. So are you guys, uh, I guess you guys are going to club race and stuff. Are you guys going to do that Chuck Walla thing during the winter that everybody seems to be doing? No, we, we did a Chuck Walla winter and honestly, it's just too, it's too much of a slog to get out there for him. Right. Um, I mean, it, it, it's it's just too much. So we actually spend quite a bit of our off season. We'll do um, some private days at Nelson Ledges. Uh, we'll do maybe do some private days at Pitt, uh, Pittsburgh, and then we'll uh, do Jennings. So we kind of park ourselves in Jennings from December through April uh, down there. And we might hope it hit up another track or two uh, during the off season. And plus, like the tree trimmer guys got a tree trim stuff so right it's really like, interesting yeah it's interesting their busy season is actually october uh through april 1st i mean that is when they they're that's when they're busy so it it's jennings works out great for us because he can fly in on a saturday morning and fly out on a sunday night not lose any time from work and we can get a lot done so the jennings things has been has actually been very very good for us we have a lot of data there um, and it's, it's the, the weather's typically uh, pretty decent there. So yeah, I mean, all in all, we're pretty stoked. I mean, we're, we're liking the bike, the, the list of things to do in the off season is, you know, is massive, but, uh, we'll get there. Um, I think it's a good move. So the one thing that was interesting is he go, he'd come in after every session is basically, he's like, I like passing people. I have power. <laughs> So that uh, that was pretty cool. Where the bikes the bikes are very very speedy. Um, so. How about all that all that extra torque? Um, right. It's really interesting. Uh, I'm trying to. I'm. Try, I'll be semi politically correct with this, but not too politically correct. They're not. They're faster than a stock 750. I don't give a shit what anybody says. Right. Um, they're they're rippers. I mean, these things don't go down New Jersey Motorsports Park front straightaway at over 160 miles an hour GPS. I mean, in stock configuration, they don't do that. So the mapping, the mapping may be restricted, but the mapping is very, very good. Um, the bikes run great. Um, we're happy with it. I mean, we've we've got a, we have a lot of again a laundry list of things to to work on and figure out. Um, but for for throwing ourselves in the deep end, um, it ended up Sunday ended up going very well for us. That's cool, man. And, and you know, looking at looking at the results of the overall team that you guys work out of, right? The teammate, Maz, um, Maz kicked ass. Holy yeah, shit, Maziato! Yeah. Like, yeah. well, it's Jersey, right? I mean, he's jacked. How can you not be, right? It's, you know, Maz is jacked. 
You know, the funny part is there, up until like last year, year and a half, year and a half ago, Maz actually has not ridden there a ton. I mean, it sounds right. crazy, but yeah, he did some Yamaha school stuff with us back in the day. And, right. But he, you know, it's like he's local, but he didn't have that many laps there. So he's ridden there quite a bit lately. And that's awesome because he's been starting to do some coaching and stuff. And yeah, they, uh, I mean, they were pretty serious for the weekend. Maz was pretty serious. Uh, and he came out swinging. Uh, which was awesome. Uh, his Q, bike was yeah. fast. Bike was fast, and um, you know, Q was a little Q was tough because everybody was picking the pace up and getting it figured out. And um, I mean, the one thing that was pretty cool is Maz delivered in the rain, and uh, yeah, that was awesome. I mean, he. I, I don't know if you saw anything in race two, but I mean, he was out of the seat. Oh. <laughs> out of the seat. I, I, both races, really. I mean, yeah, I, I think yeah. both races he was doing the you know, whoop, you know, and then somehow recovering and, and, you know, he fortunately was still able to stay on the box on Saturday, but on Sunday, I mean, it was, he, dude, he kept the old man honest, right? Oh yeah. And I, I think, I think that, uh, um, I think on Sunday, I got to remember, but I think on Sunday he had no TC, no quick shifter, no auto blip. I think, uh, his electronics gave up and that's why he saw him a little bit more loose on, on Sunday. Oh. Yeah, the bottom line is he got the job done. Those guys did a great job. Um, he's super, super fast. And to get, you know, to <laughs> to come out of Jersey to survive is one thing. To come out of Jersey, you know, uh, with podiums is absolutely amazing. I mean, you we saw some people there that are obviously very good riders that did not have good did not have good uh, weekends there because the track just is in all the classes. No shit. Uh, yeah. Right. But then. You know, uh, how about Kayla Yakov in that yeah. class? Holy yep. shit. Yeah, Kayla, great. I mean, honestly. Second I, I, weekend on that fucking thing, and she's yeah. already on the box on it in the wet? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, the, obviously the wet is a massive equalizer, but the wet is also a little bit about the crew as well and how they're going to pre prepare the bike in something that doesn't, in a track that doesn't have a ton of grip. I mean, it's, you can get away at some of the tracks, like a, say a Barber Road America, and you're, honestly, you're not that crazy far off your dry settings. I mean, I mean, we're not talking super bike electronics, right? We're talking super sport bike. You're not going nuts, but because the grip is so low at Jersey, we can't quite get away with that. So it takes it takes a crew chief and it takes a team to be able to figure those out and deliver a bike that's going to be rideable and have some grip for the rider. Uh, and so, yeah, as a as a combination, I mean. If you watch, she had confidence in the bike. She had great lean angle. I mean, she she used the brakes well. I mean, it was it was a very impressive uh, impressive. And honestly, race one, she was coming. Uh, yeah, I mean, fastest lap of the race, I think, in race one. Um, yeah, she she rode extremely well. And and that's not to take away anything from her race two, right? Everybody just stepped the game up in race two. I think she finished P four race two. Yeah, I mean, she got. I mean, she got, she got, she got shit figured out. I mean, um, yeah, everybody, again, everybody just stepped their game up a little bit in race two, but, uh, yeah, hats off to her and hats off to the team. She rode well, they prepared her a great bike and, um, yeah, super, super impressive. And I think they were talking about Chavi Flores was kind of injured from a endurance thing or something the weekend before, right? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I mean, I didn't talk to any of their team, but you could see that he was not happy. He's not comfortable on the bike. Every, every, you know, because of where Hot Pit is, you can watch everybody come down the front straight. And he, every lap, he'd come down the front straight and look at his pit board and just, like, give a little shake of his head. Like, he just was not in a good place. 
Um, yeah, and I, I mean, obviously, Jersey's just not a fun track in the wet. Um, so to, to, to go out there and haul ass like those guys did is, is super impressive. Yeah, I mean, like some of the other, I mean, just because we're talking about super sport, right? Like, I got to go down the list, right? Like, Owen Williams. Like, he yeah. looked like he was going pretty good race two for sure. Yeah, race two for sure. I think he struggled a little bit in race one, or he fell. I don't know if he fell down on race one or what, what the issue was. Or that might yeah. have been. Um, uh, that was the other guy. Uh, Andrew yeah. or something. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Anyway, yeah, I mean, dude, he got going really good in race two. Like, I mean, honestly, we thought. Mike. Where did this kid come from? Like, he's been at it all year, and then all of a sudden, the last round in the wet, he figures it out? <laughs> yeah, we thought we had him covered, honestly, on, on Sunday, and he, he rode he rode really, really well. Um, yeah, I mean, and of course, we had some of, the, some of the other local guys, and some of the guys doing some one-offs uh, were going, were going right. well. The Silvas were there, so it was kind of cool yeah. to see them uh, ripping around as, uh, as well. So. And uh, our uh, SoCal Aussie kid, Declan, Dude, even Declan was kind of going all right for Declan, you know? He wasn't, like, in the backpack. He was, yeah, like, I think he, he was up to down. 15th or something. He fell down, I think, on the warm-up lap the first. In race one. Yeah, race yeah. one. And then I think race two, he, he started to get going. Um, so yeah. I, don't, I don't think it was too bad. And honestly, if you got to look at the, I mean, you got to look at the pace up front. Those guys were lapping up to, I think, 13th or 14th uh, on Sunday. I mean, they were they were definitely definitely on it. Um, so yeah, the pace the pace was the pace was super fast. And I mean, you got to hand it again. I mean, Hayes. I mean, Hayes. If you know, obviously he fell down on on race one, but race two, um, yeah, race two, he was he was pretty much Josh Hayes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, if I'm not, he crashed out of the lead, didn't he, in race one? He did. Yeah. 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 That's, I mean, that happens, right? Like, even to the best of them, even to that guy. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, no, he, I mean, again, that's just how unpredictable it was. That's, like, I was talking to JD on Sunday morning. Uh, we were chatting, and JD's like, you know, it's really funny. He goes, like, everybody's like, oh, you know, you're a dirt tracker, and this is going to be super easy for you. You're just going to be dirt tracking. And he's like, no. <laughs> he says, this he goes, you know, dirt track, you get, you know, the dirt gives you a lot of feedback and you're get you're constantly in and out of grip where this is grip, 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 nothing grip, grip. And he goes, it's changing. It changes in so many spots that he goes, you don't know when it's going to let go. And so he says, it is really, really difficult. So he says, no, he goes, yeah, the flat tracking background gives me an advantage when something happens. But he goes, I, I, I don't know really when it's going to happen. So because you're not, you know, yeah. You're not trying to induce it, or you're not trying to ride it like a obviously like a dirt track bike. Wow. So uh, Matthew Padillo says the Titlers team did awesome. Mike and Zeke are incredible. Yeah. I don't I know. Mean, yeah. I mean they 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 did a great job. I mean, is like, that like uh, is that Kayla's crew on that? Yeah, super Cali, I guess. Okay. And, and that's what I'm saying is that I mean, I it I it's hard to it's hard to explain how difficult these conditions were to find grip and comfort for your rider. I mean, it's, it's very, very difficult and the bikes have to be insanely, in our case, insanely soft. And, um, you know, you're just not, there's just not as much grip available. So you gotta, you gotta get the thing a lot, quite a bit softer to, uh, uh, to get the rider comfortable with leaning the freaking thing over. So, yeah. Yeah, good, good on them uh, to give them, to, you know, to deliver, deliver something that the rider's like, okay, yep, I can get after it. 
All right, so let's talk about some of the other classes, right? I mean, Twins Cup. Holy Dude, crap. I love Rocco to death, but kid, what the fuck in the wet, bro? Like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, I'm a well, huge Rocco fan. Like, that kid's super course, talented. But course. man, when it rains, it's like, what's going on there? Yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm sure I'm getting a text from his dad, like, hey, you know? But, like, I, I would, I'd love to have Rocco on and get his take, you know? Like, you know, yeah, I, mean, I mean, championship I was on the line, man, and, and, you know, his teammate crashed, and I don't know, man. Well, it was interesting because he actually had a good, he had a good Saturday, right? I mean, he was pretty quick on, on, on Saturday Q2. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, and honestly, I mean, I know it's funny because when you look at some of the Junior Cup kids, uh, and we're starting now, we are starting to see some, some changes with that. But we had seen earlier on, I'd say four or five years ago with some of the Junior Cup kids, that mm, when they would get on a 600 or they'd get into to grip compromise uh, situations, they did not go well or it took them a while to get it figured out. And it's because they need, I mean, honestly, they're riding it like a, a Junior Cup bike and they also are relying on lean angle, right? They're re- relying on grip. Yeah. And I think Rocco is probably still in that camp where he relies on grip and he relies on, or, or I mean, let, me, let me restate that, he relies on lean angle. And if he's not able to run the lean angle that he wants to run, then obviously it's not, it's not comfortable. And hmm. other riders, you know, they're getting it. They're getting it figured out. I mean, some of the other junior junior cup kids. I mean, you can look at whatever. You can look at Blake. You can look at Kayla. Um, I mean, Kayla. You know, if you look back at some of her early junior cup in the in the wet, wasn't that great? It was okay, but not great. So right. yeah, you've got to be able to figure out how to be comfortable being uncomfortable and um, knowing that you. What, okay, what are you going to do when you can't rely on lean angle? So how do you... How well, Rocco, do you... Rocco had success, if I recall correctly. Rocco had success in Junior Cup in the wet. Yeah, I, I think he did. I think he did. Did he, like, almost hit a deer or something in the wet one time? Uh, that was bar- I mean, that was... Bar- yeah, I remember that. That was, that was... I can't remember what year it was. Barber 19 or something like that. But, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's gone. He has gone well in the wet, but I don't know... I don't know where the newfound, like, uh, you know, being uncomfortable with it comes from, maybe it's the additional speed. Um, I don't know. Don't know. But yeah, I, I, I just doesn't see, doesn't seem to want to run lean angle yeah. wet, or can't rely on it. So obviously uh, can't have the speed. But you know what, on the other side of the coin, you know, you got that kid, Blake Young stepped up and got her done both days, right? Like Davis. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he just, like he, Davis. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he just, Young I kid. I mean, what Hopefully another... he his tooth. <laughs> right? Well, you know, that's another situation. You race winnings and fix your tooth, bro. <laughs> that's it. Well, that's, a, you know, that's another situation where obviously the kid's riding incredibly well. And yeah. He saw some of his 600 performances as well, right? Yeah. The kid, the kid is getting it done. And, and honestly, this is another situation where it's hats off to the team. I mean, absolutely. That, that team. Uh, I mean, what, what, you know, Shiloh has been able to do with, with them and that team and, and bring him up again in a process of how you bring riders up has been, has been instrumental and they do a fantastic job with some rider development and it shows, right? I mean, he, I mean, these were not, this was not a give me championship, right? I mean, this was a knife fight literally every corner of oh yeah every round. 
And yeah, it went down to the wire. I mean, truthfully, it could have been him. It could have been Gus. It could yep. have been Rocco. I mean, that was it was a knife fight all the way down to the end, man. And he ended up pulling it off. And I think what's cool about it, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> he's on the Yamaha. So sure. I'm like, sure. Right. But, you know, like if you listen to Club Racers talk, it's like, oh, the Yamaha's not the way to go and this and that. It's like, oh, okay, well, two-time number one plate in, at the nuclear arms race class, right? Yeah, you know, again, that comes down to the team, right? I mean, you got yeah. the riders. I mean, we could sit here and talk about what makes up a – what makes a successful um, – what makes up a successful championship venture, right? You got to have opportunity. You got to have a team and you got to have a rider, right? All three of those things, they're all, they all have to be looped. Yeah. So, you know, he could well, have I mean, truthfully, they, I mean, the other team, you know, the, the, um, Robum team or Augustus team, they definitely, um, they have that too. Right. So it's like when you've got multiple people, multiple teams having that same, those same aspects that you're asking about, or you're talking about, like, it's a knife fight every, every weekend, basically, as a result. Yeah, and again, it just comes down to, right, at the very, at the very, very, very sharp end of that class, what are, what's everybody doing? And I know, you know, N2 has um, invested a lot in Blake in riding other bikes. I mean, he rode, he rode a 1,000 in the endurance races, right? So, I mean, they've, they've got him doing some different things. And, again, it's just that little edge with some of the rider development, and I think combined with, um, just so the team aspect, um, yeah. all the preparing the bike and all that. I mean, again, hats off to them because that was not an easy championship. Right. By the way, I'm getting some commentary and I'm getting a little bit of back and forth, which is kind of funny. So August Nord, uh, I don't know if you remember her. She yep. raced an R6 privateer. She says rear brake gives you comfort in the wet. And then Mal Dobbs says, you use rear brake in the wet? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, so I can tell you that um, I'm trying to go back and remember now. I didn't ask JD this question uh, when I talked to him over the weekend. I know it, it still ends up being track dependent. And I mean, like if we went back and looked, I can remember looking at, at Valentin's data, even Valen, um, Hayden's data, or Val, I looked at Valentin DeBeese's where he was, he was playing a lot with rear brake. Uh, at that time, and of course, no, JD's always always used a lot of it. We've actually had to get JD off of it. I, it still comes down to to um, w basically what does does the situation call for it or not? CJ used rear brake at, at Jersey, but he used it mainly in in a couple of spots. One was yeah. just over the wheelie hill, and it was just so he could not have to to chop the throttle. So. I don't think there's, 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 we're not having, trust me, we're not having big discussions on rear brake in the rain. There's other things that we talk about in the rain that are far more important. So I still think this comes down to rear brake in the rain. Um, if it's, you have 10 things on your list, rear brake's probably nine and a half. Okay. So let's go back to the, the internet talking about what's most important, right? So in the rain, where does, Rear brake and body position rank. Okay, so actually we'll talk. This is great. Yeah, I mean, if you, I'll, I'll be happy to tell you what my conversation was with JD on, on Saturday morning. My conversation is is um, we have to make sure that our core is engaged at turn in. 
because your core is engaged to turn in, there's less weight on your hands and you're going to be able to uh, be, you're going to be, you're going to feel more uh, in contact with the bike, but you're going to run less lean angle and you're going to be in a better position to catch the bike when you need to catch it. So we don't want to have a lot of weight on your arm and you want to be able to be held up by your lower body and right. at, in the rain, it's a big fucking deal. Like, yeah. like it's a big deal. Any weight on your arm, you're not going to be able to catch anything. So if right. you weight there, you're not able to let the steering, you know, steering head sort of move and absorb, and you being able to catch it with your upper body. So in the rain, yeah, body position takes a big step up, and it's a hell of a lot of bigger step than rear brake. Let's put it, let's put it this way: I didn't have a conversation with JD about the rear brake. I had a conversation with him about his core engagement and his upper body. And and JD's a rear brake guy, so I mean, kind of not so much anymore, actually, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. He's worked on it. He's worked on that for a minute. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and okay. I mean, you uh, you said JD. So let's talk about JD. Holy shit, dude. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I mean, obviously he's got. I mean, he's got experience. Um, right. I mean, obviously he's got road racing experience. Right. He's won a couple of championships, and he's he's JD Beach. Right. So that's one, two. He has some superbike experience. So he's got a superbike experience on the R1. And, you know, he, he rode it in 19 for Richard. And then, you know, he had that one, whatever year it was, 21? 21 at Brainerd. He had that one off. Yeah. Brainerd. Yep. And then he did a 2011 with Attack. In, uh, yeah, back in the day. In the Cowie. Yeah, back in the day. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And so, you know. It was like his fourth time riding with us, basically. I, dude, I think it was probably like. I would say, you know, 20th time he'd been on a freaking road race motorcycle. I mean, it was just, I mean, besides the Red Bull crap, but, right. anyway, but yeah, so, you know, JD comes and he, he, he tested at Coda and of course he had not been on a road race bike in a while, let alone a super bike. Right. I mean, I can't emphasize how hard that is. And then, you know, he comes races at Coda. And then if you watched on Sunday, he was coming on Sunday. Like, I mean, like, oh, dude, yeah. I'm telling you. Dude, so, he ran PJ down so bad, dude. I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he was obviously getting it figured out. And again, hats off to his crew. Um, I mean, he just has a wonderful, wonderful crew that is, I mean, they're just super attentive on his needs and what he wants and what he yeah. is a little bit different than you know, what some of the other riders have wanted. And the bottom line is, yeah, they, they delivered it. And of course, you take that into consideration with, what they're what they're doing with electronics and of course you know the the superbike genius then it, it works pretty well but so and really quick uh just want to point out who his crew are on that team because you know um obviously the superbike genius is the crew chief for jd on uh on his substitution ride hell of a substitution i think uh darren marshall obviously helps both both riders with yep. the data and then um you've got uh will morton and yep. Lee, Lee Vaughn yeah, on Vaughn. that yeah. side. I mean, these guys are, these guys, I, <laughs> I don't think there's more. I mean, the, I would the, say Fernando and uh, Maurice are kind of like floaters, but yeah. It, I mean, the, the, the Jake side of the tent is pretty anal retentive. Well, but, dude, it's Canfield. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's right. I mean, Canfield and Walker. I mean, I mean, they don't get much more inner retentive. I mean, they're like the two. I, I mean, Mike, Michael F. Right? They're like the two grumpy old men 
get the F off my lawn. Everything's got to be perfect. But then you've got the other side, right? You've got Lee and, 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 and Will, who are just the most OCD. I oh, mean, my God. My favorite thing to do is take uh, Lee's canis- canisters on his little table and flip the labels around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good. But, yeah, I mean, these guys are – I mean, this is, this, is what, this is what part of, you know, the professionalism of a, of a you know, professional road race, right? They're yeah. only concerned. They're selfless, and their only concern is whatever it's going to take to get my rider around the track as fast as humanly possible. Nothing else in the world matters. Right. And that's what they do. And, yeah. and you know, to have a good connection with, with JD. So JD goes out, and, you know, at first, you know, I, I can't remember what his position was in FP1. It wasn't that great. And then he came out, I believe, in Q1 pretty hot. I mean, it was pretty good. But then he slipped back to, I think, around six. And I, don't, I can't remember if he qualified fifth or sixth, but somewhere in there. Maybe it was even worse than that. I can't remember. But I, I mean, it, it, it was tough. I th- didn't he start on the second or third row? And then yeah, just, I, don't, I you can't know? remember. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he had, a, he had you know, we had, that, we had the race one uh, issue, um, which, 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 which we're happy to talk about. But yeah, so he still gets on, you know, obviously gets on the box. He was going to get on the box anyway in race in race one. Ends up getting yeah. two, right? And, and then if you looked at Sunday morning warm up, oh yeah, <laughs> they found something for Sunday morning warm up. He was comfortable. Um, yeah, he was ready to get after it. And of course, in the race, which ironically is is similar to his his previous superbike win in nineteen in similar conditions. And yeah, he just right. He basically right. punched everybody in the face. Yeah. Um, or mushroom printed. There you go. Yeah. That's, I'm using that a <laughs> lot now. Yeah. So, yeah <laughs> okay. I mean, so, I mean, you know, yeah, I do, I do have some comments. I, I have some comments real quick. Um, Eric Davis says that uh, they want black, want black belt techniques when you're a white belt. Yeah, that's that's a little bit out of this context, but yeah, I mean, well, it's something that I get a lot of. Well, that I mean, that actually goes to the rear brake comment, right? So let's 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 yeah. go to that. And August Nord clarified she she says she means that she drags the rear brake on the exits. Yeah, I mean, you you certainly can just, do that. I don't but, like doing that, dude. Like, that's... well, I mean, that I think when bikes were, I mean. You're not going to do that on stock 1000. You're not going to do that, obviously, on a superbike. Yeah. Even on a 600, a 600 slash, or how about this, in a super sport bike. I mean, that's not something that we're sort of we're sort of messing with. I mean, right. they're just not quite as powerful as that. You find you end up dragging the bike down a little bit too. But to Eric's comment, and this goes along with the this goes along with the rear brake, right? So, <laughs> using the rear brake proficiently, meaning at the right time, you know, the right circumstance, at the right level, that's kind of a black belt. You know, if you're looking at martial arts, right, that's kind of a black belt thing. If, yeah. you're, if you're at a blue belt level, you don't need to be worrying about the fucking rear brake. I mean, sorry. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that, that's, that's the reality of it. So that's why we make that joke of, yeah, you're looking for black belt stuff, but you're a blue belt. And then somebody says, uh, let's see, Blue 03636 says, thankfully, Ken got his ego in check for the weekend. Thankfully, I did, yeah. So, uh, and, Ke- and Kevin Carpenter says, egos are overrated. 
Yeah, I mean, let's, I mean, I'm, again, I'm pretty transparent on these things. And, um, you know, when we, again, we have our own process and our, right. I, you know, my, I, I wouldn't be in the position I'm in now if I didn't have a process that at least kind of works. And so we have a process and I'm not going to circumvent my process and, and until I'm going to run up to a roadblock and then I'm going to ask and I'm going to ask for help. And I'm going to ask basically what I'm doing wrong and, and, and what can we do better? So I have humility enough to, to, to understand that. And yeah, I was, I was told, and I'm not going to mention who, but I was told that yes, that I could circumvent my 750, um, uh, 750 setup if I could put my ego in check uh, to take on somebody else's advice. And um, who said that? Anyway, so anyway, so um, <laughs> I have no pro again, I have no problem when the time is right. I have no problem, you know, when I get to a plateau and I get to a place where I can't figure out something, right? Or I don't know, of course, I'm going to reach out because, yeah, what, but what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to circumvent the process that skips over something that I don't have the understanding for. So if I can't take the understanding, I mean, here, I'll, like, I'll tell you straight up what happened on the, the, the stock 750 is we used an out-of-the-box oil and shock. Out-of-box oil and shock is too light on the, the, the compression side, too heavy on the rebound side. So you got to compensate for that. We compensated for that with spring and compression and less rebound and ride heights. When we transferred that setting over, because we, we ended up liking that, but when we transferred it over to the race bike, no effing way was that going to work because we had a shock that was fixed. But I need to understand that. I, I, don't, I need to understand that process and, and how all of that's going to work. So I needed to go through that to know what I didn't want and to know what didn't, wasn't going to work for us. If I had skipped over that, then I wouldn't, have under, I wouldn't have understood that and I wouldn't be at the place where we're at now. So there you go. All right. Okay. So I've got a couple more things from people before we move on to that subject, subject that you kind of brushed across and we're going to get to it. Um, Brian Green, um, I believe he was out at Thunder Hill over the weekend and he was watching Wyatt Ferris, uh, quote unquote, mushroom print everybody at Thunder Hill. Um, doing insane times. I think he did like a 48 flat from a dead stop or something. Nice. It's just nice. insane. Nice. Um, but he says, can you talk about the importance of the information download from the writer to the crew? Not just what he wants, but how he says it. Like tips you can give us writers and how to communicate, I guess. Yeah, I think I have a download form on my website. So if you go to my website, it says, down, it says forms. And I think I have a download form on there with questions. We, writers have to be trained how to download. So you, you can't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, they do. <laughs> I mean, so... So it. I'm yeah, the guy that I'm the guy that told Fuzzy I have a melting ice cream sandwich on the front, and okay. he's like, "Huh?" Well, <laughs> so we have to teach writers how to download, and it's funny because this weekend we were in the garage next to the person that that one of the people that I really look up to, Robert Ward. So we're yeah. actually, and that's another thing. It's like putting your egos in check. I fucking handed Robert my computer and said, Robert, will you look at this and tell me what I'm doing wrong? I mean, like, I want to make sure that I'm vetting everything that I can vet and I'm looking at, I am, my processes are okay. And I have somebody, trust me, I have somebody check my work because right. 
I, I, I am, it's like the more I know, the less I know. Right. So the, the process is we have to teach the writer how to download. Like the writer comes in and says, well, the front end's crap. Okay, that tells me nothing, right? Is the front end, where, where is the front end crappy? Is it, is it in one corner or is it in all the corners? Initial braking, middle of the stroke. Is it um, when you let off the brake? And then you start getting into it where, uh, I mean, again, just using that as an example, we ask the rider, we'll, we'll, going on the fork, we'll say, okay, how's the initial stroke? How does the fork move initially on the brake? How does the fork move initially when you roll off the throttle? Like if you've got a corner where you're just rolling the throttle off for, and we'll go from there. How's the fork in the middle of the stroke? Do you, I mean, you mean I got to pay attention to all that? Sorry, but you do. It's actual real. God work. damn it. Yeah. And then, and then we'll look at, we'll look at, you know, how's the fork on the bottom, right? Do you feel like, cause we've got riders that want the fork on the bottom and they want to stay on the bottom, right? They want to control that. They literally want to feel the thing on the bump rubber. We have other riders who'd be like, I want nothing to do with the bottom of the fork, but they still need to have that feel. So we actually teach riders to download. This is something that we, we started years ago. Um, we do it actually in cars. We sit side by side with somebody. We actually go through our check sheet while we're driving and we'll say, okay, this is what initial movement is. This, this is what happens when you let off the brake too quickly. The, you know, the car will run wide or whatever it does. This is what we're trying to achieve. So yeah, this is a multi-day process in teaching people how to download. So that's one, that's sort of the macro version. The breaking that down further is people, you have to be really careful to separate your emotion, the emotional part versus the technical part. Yeah. And we want the emotion. It's important because emotion steers you to technique, but you don't want emotion to be the technique. Meaning the front end is shit. The front end is shit. Okay, awesome. The front end is shit. No problem. Front end is shit. So that, we, that means we can, when we download the data, we go, let's look at the front end. We can start looking at averages. And then we've developed some things on, like, I, there's, there's certain places that I like to look at the, the brake graph to see where the fork is. And then when the fork is, the brake is released, I want to see where the fork is. I want to see where the rear is. And blah, I mean, all these different settings. So that allows us to hone into it, right? So the front end is yeah. shit. So that gives us a place to hone in kind of immediately. But then again, you can't let the emotion, you want the emotion to guide you there, great, but you don't yeah. want it to be the technique. So uh, emotion's super important. That there's actually a pretty funny joke in there. Peter Bond, who's, who's a great MotoGP um, uh, data guy, uh, he would always, the joke that he always said was, he says, yeah, he goes, you, 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 want, you want to hear the emotion from the rider, he goes, because it, it helps, you know, figure out where they, what's going on with the bike. He goes, well, at least they're, unless they're from Southern Europe, he goes, if they're from Southern Europe, we don't listen to them. I mean, that, the, that works. Yeah. Anyway, that's, that's a, uh, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you look at the, the Spanish and Italian anyway. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So downloading is super important. Um, there's a process to it. And I mean, this, this goes back to our, our code of shit show. This goes back to the process that we did at Jersey, right? If we showed up and said, the bike sucks, the bike's too stiff, well, guess our weekend's over. No, yeah. it's like, that's actually, you know. We're just going to ride through it and pout about the rest of the season, off season. Yeah, I mean, this like is the work. This, this, I mean, the work is done when nobody's looking, right? That's when all the work is done. And that's when right. you got to sharpen your pencils and get your shit together. So. Anyway. So uh, Mike C, before we move on to that next topic that we were talking about, uh, he said 
Blake also had no DNFs the entire year, and Robum won nine out of 14 races, but Gus scored zero points at, bar- at the Barber fiasco, and then Rocco came into the series after Daytona. So consistency won Blake the championship. You know, it's kind of like uh, Doug Chandler style almost, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, that's it. I mean, yeah. I, I, it's, it's, I mean, one of the great, one of the things that Nick Ionach always talked about at the schools was it's the rider that wins, the, the rider that has the most fastest laps wins, wins the championship, right? So it's, it's you know, if, if, if Blake's got the fastest laps in a race where somebody else DNFs, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's talk about the thing. Um, there was a similar controversy with Kayla when she was um, when she was in Junior Cup, I think, um, last year maybe. Um, similar kind of thing, the waving yellow uh, that caught out PJ Jacobson, and you know, looking at the replay, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure they have different angles or whatever, but from the angle I see, it's like kind of way out far to the rider's right as they're entering a left-hand corner in the rain. Like, the penalty seemed pretty harsh, and PJ's reaction post-race, he was pretty pissed off about it, you know, like... Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, obviously he had a legit result in a in a in a very very difficult track. I mean, that that was a legit result, which he, I mean, he freaking fought his ass off for. So, I get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I understand the rules, and I understand I understand that you know how they have to be played. But I also think that there's some things that end up being the right thing to do. And right. I mean, I looked at it when I watched it, I was like, where the frick is the flag? <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah. what? And I mean, yeah. it, it, at first you're like, what? So I mean, it does look like it's writer's right way the fuck out there. And you're like, the, you know, your, your eyes are already, like, yeah, I've I been mean, on that track. I already look left, but is there another yellow flag before that? Or yeah, there's, again, there's, there's some things where you got to look at the circumstances and, right. um, uh, you end up kind of having to do the right thing. I mean, would that, would that, I understand, you know, how the, you know, all the, how all the pass was the made and, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah, I don't necessarily think it was the right thing. How's that? And now, and, and while we're on, I'll this, say it, I look like bullshit to me. Yeah. I'll like. say and there's, there's another one that I'll give a shout out to is, um, you know, when it comes to qualifying in any class, yeah. There's always a little bit of, um, for some of the back markers, right? There's always, it's tough, right? I mean, it, it, as far as I know, the rule is supposed to be that if you qualify within the percentage in any qualifying session, you're going to, you're going to make the show. Right. And there's, there's times where, and I've, I have coached people, um, some club racers that have come to a national and they're literally two tenths off or they're four tenths off. You know, maybe they made it in, in a practice, right? They were in the time in a practice but qualifying for something happened, whatever it might be, and they and they weren't quite in, and they'd give them a provisional start, right? They're like, you know right. what, this is cool, you're 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 good, and so, and again, I I I think very highly of the, of of Moto America when it when it comes to how they they do a lot of these things. That said, um, yeah, I thought Mallory Dobbs should have been able to ride. I thought that she um, she didn't quite make it on Friday. And obviously, new yeah. track. Um, she had a problem with her, her mechanical problem with the bike. Um, and then on Saturday, you know, they, they started hauling ass at the end of that, that wet queue. And of course, it was only a 25 minute queue, too. 
and she was P12 in that queue. Right. So, so it wasn't that she was slow. Was she right. off the 108? She was. So was my rider. So was Chavi yeah. Flory. He was off the, off the 108, right? Yeah. So, I mean, that's how crazy the, the situation was. So, yeah, they, they didn't give her a professional uh, provisional start, even though she she basically qualified at every other single round during yeah. the year. So That was another one that, I mean, it's sort of on the PGA thing where it's kind of like, I, I, I mean, look, the rules are the rules. Right. If, that's, if that's what it is, it just seems like, it seems like the pretty harsh penalty considering he was like 20-something seconds ahead of those guys, you know? So... Um, I'm sure it was a tough pill to swallow. And I, I, you know, I don't even, I can't even begin to think of how hard it is to communicate. Hey dude, you gotta, you gotta let two guys pass you that are 20 Like, you know, you could see them scrambling on TV, trying to write some shit on the pit board. And yeah, it's a, it's a, I, yeah, like I said, that's a, that, that's a rough one. And I understand what Motor America's doing. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But I think also there has to be, I mean, I, I get this because I'm on the other side of the I'm on the right. other side of the table. I, I get that, right? So I'm on the side that gets all emotional and and we have, we get yeah. all checked up. They've got to do their thing on the technical side. I get it, but I still think there's some room to do the right thing. Yeah, uh, Matt Fudio says the Titlers team had the board out for PJ saying lose two POS, then minus two POS, <laughs> like. I mean, could you imagine trying to see that shit in the rain? I don't know. Like Dude, it just you're. I mean, you're you're trying to keep the thing on the black stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's I. Yeah. I mean, there's so much going on that you. There's so much focus that has to happen at that level. He might glance at his board, but he's like he like an amber alert sign. Yeah, you know? it's 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 a little <laughs> bit it's a little bit rough. So anyway, I think it's a tough one, but yeah, that was, that was a tough pill for him to swallow, obviously, and he was super less than stoked on it um, afterwards, and understandably, you know. Yep. But at the same time, you know, I mean, that's how that's what it says in the rules, right? Yep. So yeah, you know, sometimes it. there's. Sometimes there's things in the rules that, you know, that you probably glance over and you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it happens to you and you're like, what the hell? So it seems like there's been a, quite a bit of that this season for whatever reason. But yeah. Yeah, I think there's probably that much in every season, but it is, yeah. it is what it is. I mean, for whatever reason this year, I mean, last year, like I said, Kayla, she was in that big pack of dudes. And then, you know, I guess her and another couple of people ended up having to go back two places. I don't know. It was weird. So, um, yeah. And then, obviously, uh, oh, let's see. Mal Dobbs says thanks. And um, Chad Williams says 100% agree that Mal should have been allowed to ride. She was smoking half the field in the wet. Yep. Actually, Could it be that she's, like, one of those Pacific Northwestern lunatics yep. that, like, yep. that's all they do is fucking ride in the wet? Because it's all much. it does is yeah, wet rain much. there? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so how about uh, how about the uh, pardon me coming through Matt Skultz to uh, number two? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't have any problem with that. <laughs> um, I mean, it, it looked like... It, 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 it was just a racing incident. It wasn't like I, I saw a lot of commentary. They're like, "Oh, that's such a bad," you know. And I'm like, "Bro, it's a fucking race." And like, I like, you know, misjudging. Like, 
Talk about how easy it is to maybe misjudge the rider in front of you's pace um, in the wet like that in those conditions. Yeah, that's it. It is. It's really difficult, and that that particular corner is also very difficult because there you will see some variations on how they enter uh, enter that corner. Um, yeah. some, some use brakes. Some don't use brakes. Um, some will set up a little bit wider. Some go a little bit straighter in, and. Everybody, I mean, they're all kind of getting the same thing done. But when we're talking these small variations at that level, man, it's 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 rough. And, you know, Matt got a good run in there and he thought, you know, uh, Josh opened that up a little bit. It was a little bit slow in there. And he thought, I'm coming in. And, um, yeah, a little, a little, a little. Yeah, I mean, I would call it, a, I would definitely call that one a racing incident. I don't think Matt was trying <coughs> to be malicious in any way, shape or form on that one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Brian Green says Mallory should work with Rocco in the rain. <laughs> Jesus, dude. <laughs> wow, rough crowd. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what Rocco's going to do, but I'm sure he'll figure something out. Dude, to be, I mean, to be clear, I think Rocco is <coughs> another one of these riders that I think has, I mean, he has alien talent. He yes. absolutely does. I've, 100%. I can, I've watched him ride for a long time back in Junior Cup. I've ridden on track with him. I've seen what he's, 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 he does. He has alien talent. I think he does. Dude, he went 53s at Button Willow on a 400. He did a lot, but you know, he did it I mean, a long time ago. A long yeah. time ago. I mean, that was. Yeah. And those were not, those bikes were not nearly, I mean, they were fast, but for 400, but they weren't at the development level. Chassis weren't as good as they were now. And so. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I think he has the ability to do it. They just got to harness it. I mean, it's not that he can't do it. He just, they just got to get it figured out. All right, so let's uh, shift gears and talk about Mr. Lunchpail himself, Hayden Gillum. Yeah, I mean... Dude, so right? When you go up and, you know, you can put this kind of on the Rocco thing, right? So Rocco won, you know, Rocco won two championships in one year. Yeah. And, I mean, that to me was a really big deal. That, that when you think about it, right? He did Junior Cup and Twins Cup, same year. Yeah. And, you know, maybe Twins Cup wasn't quite at the level it is now, but it was pretty freaking... Dude, it was it was still no joke, and he had to run Junior Cup. So, to win two championships in a year is insane. Now, Hayden goes to Stock One Thousand, right? He run, now you got to remember Hayden's also running three classes, right? So, you know, we had Rocco running Stock two Thousand Superbike and yep. that's yeah. correct. Correct. So, I mean, you think about what that is, and then also the level of competition that's happened in Baggers, which we'll which we'll get to. But yeah. Talking about Hayden, I mean, obviously the Stock 1000 Championship was was massive, huge deal. Uh, but then the Baggers won. I mean, I, I to me that was one of the best championships of the year. Um, like I don't want to know who's going to win. So every every week and you know you don't know who's going to be P1 in in practice, you know, or Q. You don't know who's going to win the races. That's kind of what I want. And there's enough of the rider part of it. And, of course, the bike development has sort of, I won't say it's solidified, but bikes are getting more reliable. They're starting to figure things out. And right. everybody, let's, let's face it, everybody assumed Indian or Harley or, or, you know, factory Harley was going to walk away with it. And then you've got, you know, Rispoli and Hayden, and basically, you've got the Vance and Hines team that are completely off the leash. Like, yeah. you, I mean, yeah, dude, you, you don't, I mean, 
Who, who, those Terry Vance like rolled up the sleeves and got her done, didn't he? Uh, it's so impressive. And yeah, you know, and for for those guys to be involved, I mean, for those guys to have obviously equipment that would run that well to and beat the factory it, team, which is not fucking around. No, it's insane. I'm I'm I I can't yeah. tell you again what a big deal that is. I'm such a big fan of that class as I am the hooligans class, and the amount of work and development that goes into that. I mean, oh they, yeah. Fong Yard sailed his bike, and of course they were rebuilding Nexus and watching the pieces and parts and the amount of work that goes into one of those bikes. The exhaust system is like, I've holy crap, right? Yeah. The, the amount of work that's in that thing. So, and of course for these guys to be able to 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 ride them, um, I was talking to Robert Ward. This is, I think he even mentioned this on 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 your show is that they have these bikes working so well that you know Fong says his heart is Indian rides better or handles better than a super bike. So yeah, Hayden is a stud. I'll take his word for it on that and, one. Yeah. Hey, I mean, Hayden, <laughs> so, for, so the bottom line is for Hayden to go out there and win two championships and, um, to do it and to do it with a gun, gun to his head that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I hope, I mean, Oh, I hope Hayden ends up with um, something really solid for next year, which I know we have a bunch of next year stuff to talk about, but yeah, I hope, I mean, if there's anybody that's deserved it, um, it's obviously, I, I'm such a fan, fan of Hayden. Um, yeah. He does my opinion. Yeah. And you know, obviously we're talking about baggers a little bit. You got to give props to the school bus guy, fucking Max Flinders, right? Wow, dude. You know, when we talk about being good for the sport and you talk about, just somebody that is happy to be there and happy to be doing. I mean, think about it. How lucky are these guys to be out racing motorcycles professionally? I mean, everybody, yeah. everybody would, you know, give, give whatever body part they, they could to do that. Right. And Max is doing it. He's getting it done. And he's been, you gotta remember he's, I mean, he's been on, he's been there for what, seven, eight years. So it's not yeah. like he's not, he's, he's put his, he's got his reps in for sure. And, when he got on those baggers earlier this year, he was not, he was not all, all that, right? It took him no. a while to get things going. And then things started to click. Um, I think they started to click a little bit of Road America ways. And then Laguna, they really started to click. And then he started getting after it. But, you know, Max is just one of these guys that's always there. He's always, you know, uh, uh, every race, every race, he's on the hot, you know, he's on the line, fist bumping everybody, just with a smile on his face. He's just a guy that's just good for the sport, and honestly, I can't think of a better guy to uh, to, to have, you know get a podium with or to have a podium. Oh man! And you look at the CFE guys. I mean, you got to talk about the CFE guys in the in the winter circle, right? I mean, those guys always make a make a show of it. You can hear them yep. over the announcers, which yeah. is awesome. Um, I was a little bummed that Motor America didn't pan to them, you know, because. I mean, dude, they take the rider and pick him up and stuff. It, it's a good time, you know. Sherm Dog and Rutledge and those guys—they're—they're they're hilarious, and um, you know, it makes a show of it. Um, yeah, it's funny, Jersey. Jersey, there was a lot of people there. Pouring rain, a lot of people. Yeah, dude. It was—it was great. I mean, again, and you know, the vibe. And we said this earlier on this year, right? The vibe. Yeah. The races has been really good. Yeah, and it even though yeah it's pouring rain, everybody's soaking wet. I've got my Walmart freaking rain boots on, and the whole bit. The vibe was yeah. the vibe was the vibe was absolutely fantastic. And um, yeah, I mean, 
hats off to Vote America for, for putting that environment together. Okay, so you talked about um, who has a ride next year. Who has a ride next year? You know, Chloe is saying that you should race baggers next year. Who? Chloe. Says who should race baggers? You. Me? Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Um, baggers would be fun. You know, yeah. Chloe works at Harley. She could probably make that happen for I'm you. I'm sure she could. I'm sure she could. Yeah, I mean, we, we, did, we did a lot of work on those bikes. We did a lot of back-to-the-track stuff. Chloe, I, Chloe, you and I will have to drink sometime because I have a lot of good stories about that. Um, yeah, I mean, then I've taught at the Harley University and all that kind of stuff. So I've, I've been entrenched with that program, ridden those bikes. Yeah, and I, I mean, honestly, I, go, I, I still go okay on some of the upright bikes. So that, that would be fun. Right on. So, all right, so let's talk about who has a ride next year in musical chairs. You know, people were talking about some big name coming back. Yep. I don't, yeah, baggers. I don't know. I mean, there's, there's a, there's. Like Ruben Zaus at Coda told me he's racing baggers next yeah, year. But I was I, like, I don't know if I believe that. I, yeah, well, I can tell you, I can, t here's what I, I mean, there's a lot that I don't know. There's also some stuff I can't say, but. Yeah. Um, like the Northeast team, the team that we're on is not coming back. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Northeast is not coming back. Um, Kyle. Uh, the guy that, that basically runs the team, he's a busy, busy guy, and he's at a point where he's like, you know what, I, I, need, I need to look at some other things in my life, and um, he's done such a great job with so, honestly, so little, um, but he's at a point now where he's like, I'm, I need to concentrate on, it's, it's, you know, you can do one or two things at 100%, and you start doing a few more things that other things slip, so, right. Um, so yeah, that actually we don't know what we're going to do next year. More than likely, we're going to run our own team next year. Oh uh, wow! That's kind of our that's kind of our plan right now. Um, so that's you can have the tree trimmer team. That's it. That's it. Nice. Yeah. So nice. that's that's our that so I that that I know is for sure. But you know, on, on some of these big name big name teams, um, yeah, we've heard all sorts of gossip. Right? That um, I know. I know. You know, Jake doesn't doesn't. I don't think Jake is signed yet. Um, I don't think Campy is signed yet. Now, I I would I'm fairly sure both those boys will be back. But uh, yeah, I don't think their paperwork is. I don't think their paperwork is done. Yeah, I'm in the same boat on some of that stuff. And then like, let's look at Hayden, right? I mean, there's 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 talk of um, you know maybe that team not going to be around next year. There's which, there's which team? Uh, the disrupt team. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, huge. Yeah. That's unfortunate. That's true. And we don't know. I mean, again, the, some of this is just is just some gossip. Yeah, I uh, keep hearing there's a Honda team coming. You know, I keep hearing there's, there's a Ducati team there's coming. Also, there's also like, you know, there's also a V4 street bike coming, right? How many? I mean, decades has that rumor been, right? Oh my God, there's there's an RC30. Yeah, there's an RC45. You know, and uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I think I mean, I think there's going to be some good. Um, opportunities with money in the baggers for sure, but on some of these other rides, yeah, I don't know. And there's, I mean, we've heard some things on BMWs. We don't know if there's some of the BMW supports going away. We've heard yeah. some rumors with that. Um, so yeah, it is it is interesting. And look at JD, right? What's JD? JD's out of a flat. Well, I won't say he's out of a flat track ride. I don't think that team has made a decision on what I, they're doing. Yeah, I keep hearing. You know, I mean, it seems like. Uh, Estenson tiptoed their way back in with Dallas Daniels last weekend, right? But um, I mean, who knows? You know, who who knows? Who the fuck knows? Well, right? I'll tell you what, there was I mean, 
There's a, there, August Nord. August Nord is saying that uh, Attack should have th- a three superbike team and a super sport team, and I'm like, well, so first of all, real quick on real quick on the uh, on the Dallas deal is uh, I the the crew that was there for Dallas yeah. were like literally some of the most badass wrenches in all of freaking AMA Motor Motor America history, um, so that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, Joey Lombardo, uh, Dave Wu. I mean, oh, I mean, Joey Lombardo was there. I fucking love that guy, Joey's, dude. Joey's amazing. Anyway, yeah, I mean, those those guys are just those are those are obviously you know him and Dave or, or Dave Pressler is um, I yeah. Mean, those, are, those are those are history. That's history. Anyway, those are great guys. Um, yeah, and then yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see on uh, we'll see on some of these other things. I think people underestimate like like in Richard's deal, right? Richard. It's like the way, the way I joke it is like if 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 you have kids, right? If you're having kids, you know you have one kid it's not a big deal, you have two it's not a big deal. If you have three, suddenly you're outnumbered. Right. And the teams that I've seen that go to three bikes, it really puts a hurt on their program. Um it, to manage that and get your arms around it, I it's it's one of those deals where it's not another third, it's it's just exponentially um, right, a whole bunch more work. So, yeah, I don't know. As much as it'd be great to see Richard with three super bikes and and all that, it's it's um, in my. I mean, opinion. he's done it before. I mean, realistically, he's he's been successful with multi rider teams, and I know, I know the attack program is. Yeah, I'm I'm part of the attack program, right? Like I have been for twenty fucking years, right? And um, you know, Richard ran that program where he had. I think he had Stock Thousand Superbike or Stock Thousand Formula Extreme and Super Sport at one time. I think he had like four, or four, somewhere between four and six dudes. I mean, it was crazy, but it was a lot, you know. Yep. Yeah, it, Richard it, never went home back then. Like yeah, he lived I mean, at the it, shop pretty much. Yeah, so. you know, I think things are, are things are a little different now, and that the yeah, amount, the amount of work that it takes to run a a single competitive superbike, let alone two is so hard. And if you, again, right. you put a third super bike in, I mean, I know he's done a little bit of stuff like having Hayes show up or something, but man, right. I think that's hard. And yeah. um, when things go off the rails, you're, you're, you're just, you're completely in reactive mode the entire time. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'd, I'd be surprised if that, um, I'd be surprised if that, if that happened. Yeah. I mean, what would be cool is if um, everybody stays and then, couple three three or four more teams come in that's I, what needs to happen i'm hoping i'm hoping i mean that would be best case scenario um, right. that would be awesome i'm hoping that we end up with the same amount of teams that <laughs> we have as this, yeah. this year yeah would be great but i yeah it, it is interesting i mean I, I don't i don't we're just we're just not gonna know um I, I do think the things that we we can kind of count on is I think we're going to see a little bit more growth in baggers, um, and I think we're see a little bit more growth in um, uh, hooligans. Yeah. I think that'll continue. I think twins is still going to be very very strong. Nuclear arms race class, yes. Yeah, there is no doubt. And that then, is definitely you know what those bikes kind of start life as budget bikes, but that is not a budget class, right? No. Jesus, dude, like those uh, that. That class, uh, Twins Cup is starting to become like almost as expensive as a Superbike. Yeah, it's like little four-bike right? bikes. 
Yeah, and then, you yeah. know, it's interesting where I think is some of the new gen stuff takes over in super sport. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're actually going to see a little bit more resurgence in, in some of the super sport stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, Brian Green brings up an interesting point. Like I mentioned earlier, he was kind of corner working for AFM last weekend. And he says Wyatt Ferris was dropping bombs at Thunderhill over the weekend and uh, got the number one plate. Um, Wyatt also has CRA's number one plate, I think. Um, so two number one plates in California. Be pretty cool to see him back in Motor America. Yeah, he's I a mean, talented dude. I've known Wyatt for a long time. Oh, he's yeah, been no, he's, he's that dude's been putting in the reps for his whole life, basically, right? Big time, yeah. And I'm honestly, yeah, super glad because I know he's taken a couple of breaks here and there, but he's yeah. really been putting the work in. I'd say the last couple of years. Yeah, he, you know, he did do he did do a year of um, stock 1000, and I don't think you know it didn't kind of go real well. But I think it was I, a fiery. Um, yeah, at pit at pit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, we got to talk about tracks too. We got to talk about some of the tracks. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, rumor has it, what Mid Ohio's coming back to the Mid Ohio's definitely right? coming back. But are they I mean, taking one off? Yeah, Pitt. Pitt is what I heard. Shut the fuck up. They're gonna yeah. take Pitt. They're gonna leave Brainerd and keep Pitt, or ditch. They're gonna ditch Pitt and keep Brainerd. Yeah, Pitt. It's funny. I mean, Pitt. I think is one of the most well attended rounds. I think Pitt is fantastic. It's a great track. Um, I hope. I hope that it's not off the schedule. I really do. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean the, the dates are kind of sort of where Pitt was. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we'll, yeah. See, we'll see what happens there. But I, I really hope that uh, Pitt stays on. It's just such a great facility. It's a great track. I mean, I, yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, I was bummed to see VIR off the schedule, you know? Yeah, VIR is another epic, an epic track that if, I mean, again, if there's, there's a few tracks in your life, if you're, if, if you're in motorsports, there's a few tracks that you have to go do, and they're more to enjoy your life, right? It's not like, oh my God, I gotta have a lap time. It's just you gotta be on the track and do it. And there's Mid Ohio, there's Road America, there's VIR, there's Pitt. I mean, there's there's a few of them for sure. Yeah. And VIR, yeah, VIR is awesome. So I hope Mid Ohio, a great, awesome, super fun track. Um, and I think they're paving it as well, is what I heard. Don't know if that's true or not. But yeah, somebody's good. commenting about repaving Mid-Ohio. Yep. Um, Brian also says that Bryce Prince was still making laps look too easy at Thunder Hill for AFM. Crazy good battles. Um, 848 Nuvo says, yeah, Mid-Ohio Mid is getting repaved. Yep. I think that yep. was one of the prerequisites for them to, to come. So. Yeah. Um, what do we? What do we have? We have questions. We have a lot of questions. We have questions, or what do we got? Where you know what, man? I, I, all the questions are are basically like what we've been talking about. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, there, Alan Rodriguez says hello, Ken and Donkey, and he's missing Shrek. So, I don't, I don't know if you get that reference, but you know, there's like a Richard and I have this thing where he's Shrek and I'm the Donkey. You know, but yeah. Thanks for that, buddy. Thanks for yeah, watching. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, in, you know, kind of the end of the year wrap up. Um, yeah. Is I mean, I I, I, I got to give hats off to Motor America again. I mean, you know, we we bitch and complain about some small things. With oh them. yeah, yeah. They they did honestly. They did a fantastic job. The the vibe was great. Um, the the classes were full. I mean, again, I I've never seen people the amount of racers in you know in the pouring rain in New Jersey and where they were parking was it was crazy. Yeah. Um, 
so, you know, hats off to them. I think we're going to have a good schedule next year. The rumors that the schedule will be out this week is what I heard this week or maybe early next week. Um, hope so. Um, so Eric, Eric Davis says he heard that they were unhappy about the grass getting damaged at the round. There was some at Pitt. Yeah. The rumor was that, um, the, the, the grass from some of the big rigs and motorhomes got destroyed, destroyed some areas and the owner wasn't very happy. Yeah. I'd be surprised if they would be that short sighted, um, better to let such an incredible event go away, um, because it rained and, big gigantic vehicles sunk in the grass but anyway and um brian says that uh he'd love to see sonoma back on the schedule we need some more west coast rounds yeah, man sonoma, i mean sonoma sonoma sucks i mean right now i mean the pavement's shit and until they repave it i'm not gonna happen um hey i heard they repaved willow dude i think Old school, I mean, the bottom line is old school. I think Willow, I mean, personally, I like Willow. I like Big Willow. Um, it is, it is, uh, I think that's another one where everybody has to kind of ride that track. It's <laughs> a time Willow. machine, dude. Like, you roll in there and it's like, wow, bro. Like, it's exactly the same as it was when I was there in 2010. The, you the know? history that track has is unbelievable. Yeah. And, Massively, and, and and it's not, in my opinion, it's not an easy track. I think it's in. No. I, think it's, I mean, it's easy, but it's not easy to go super fast. That's correct. Yeah, I mean, you can get yeah. around and go. Okay, cool. This Bro, is it's nine turns. Like, how fucking hard, right? But no. like to go and get going. I mean, you know, in the like, amount of the amount of lap time, you know, the amount of lap time in um, um, like eight and nine is, is the amount of lap time you can lose is is crazy, and. Again, when you look at turn two, turn two is one of the few corners, like there's only a couple corners in America where corner speed actually can, you know, you, you increase your corner speed, you will actually drop your lap time. I mean, that turn two is one. You can, yeah. you can actually pick the throttle up there and oh, yeah. your lap time. I mean, that's how long that corner is. Turn eight. Um, oh, you my know? God. But even, I mean, you know, honestly, even I think four is also a corner where you go through four and you're like, you never feel like you get it right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you always hit that bump to, on the bottom, on the exit to let you know you're in the right spot. You, know? you, never, you never exit four the same. Right? You're dragging your knee through turn eight at the, with your throttle on the stop in six oh, gear. I mean, come on, bro. It is that. Kind of makes your pecker hard, right? Like, it it's is, like, it yeah, is, bro. But it's I like. Mean, I don't know. The joke used to be that if you could go fast at Willow Springs, you could go fast at Sonoma, you could go fast anywhere. Yeah. That was was always the the saying. But, um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll see for next year. So I know our our off-season starts pretty quick. Um, We're actually going to do a little bit of testing early October. Uh, Then we're making the team take um, pretty much about a month and a half break. So there's no nothing, right? This is time to get you know, refreshed a little bit, um, you know, spend the right time. So everybody's taking a little bit of a break. Um, and and no that one... means the team as in both riders and the crew or just CJ and the crew or how does that work? Yeah, I mean, that's basically like CJ also does a bunch of <laughs> ultra marathon, like ultra distance running. So he's got a couple of big, like, 100-mile-plus races coming up uh, later this year. Yeah, no runs. Chance. Yes. I'm not joking. Yep. Uh, that's he's, just – and I say that knowing that 
what I'm doing, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> You're just as big an idiot. So yeah, um, yeah. So he's going to concentrate on that for a little bit. Um, and again, work is going to be. Su- I'm sure work's going to be super busy for him. But everybody, you know, we're on the road so much, and we're we're all in this so much that you need to take a little bit of time. And of course, within that, yes, we're going to be doing that. We're going to be getting bikes done and blah. blah. I mean, there's a lot that goes on. But so you give you're giving them a, a you said a month off. About a month, month and a half. So off. you know, CJ during that time he can go get his Cinnabon on, right? Not happening. No, 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 not happening. <laughs> I, t- I told Mike, uh, you know, Canfield said something like he donated to my um, cycling charity today, and he's like, "Yeah, man, you're my inspiration to to keep going bigger." And I'm like, "What?" He's like, "I mean, lose weight. I mean, lose weight." I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like." Uh, you know, I was like, maybe during my ride at some point next week, I'll, um, I'll, I'll stop and get a Cinnabon in your honor. That's what I told him. And he's just like, wow, you know, Canfield, uh, he's a hilarious guy, but yeah. Mike is wonderful. Yeah. I've known him. God, I can't believe how long I've known him. Me too. Yeah, also his, da- his dad has a badass book out, by the way. Really? Um, yeah. John can John, uh, Canfield, his dad was a badass paratrooper in world war two. What? And, yeah, I mean, how did I not know this? It, yeah, it, it's um, I don't have the name of his book. I don't have it. It's in my backpack, actually. Um, yeah, so he's yeah, he's John Canfield. You can look it up, but yeah, it's a World War II. Basically, his it's the stories of um, uh, what he did in World War II. But yeah, pretty cool. So I'll give his, huh. I'll give his book a shout out because it's a great read. Yeah, man, I'll have to check. I'll have to check that out, man. Yeah. Well, you know what, like. Obviously, I have the show tomorrow night with Richard, but next, dude, Saturday, it's the start of the San Francisco to Los Angeles ride. And uh, it's like the first day I, I got the, um, I got the G, was GPX to upload to the Garmin thing. Oh, right on. And, yeah, and it's literally like the first day is like 85 miles with like, I don't know, 5,100 5, feet of climbing, which I'm like, <laughs> like whatever. so easy. Yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, so it should be... Uh, should be all right. Um, yeah, so day one is to Santa Cruz, and then day two is Monterey. So I think I'm, we might get to do the 17-mile drive thing. I'm not sure. And then Monterey to Big Sur. That's an epic day. ride. Yeah, it should be fun, man. And then, you know, all the way down. I think the last day is Ventura to L.A. Right on. And I, I look at the Ventura to L.A. ride, and I'm like, that's going to be the easiest day. Like, that's... You know, going down the coast right there, past Zuma Beach and all that, it's going to be great. Awesome. How many riders are doing it? I think around 200. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. So as of today, I've raised a little over $3,700 for the Arthritis Foundation. And um, I think that's, I don't know, that's kind of neat. And then, um, yeah, I guess we're going to just get I, her done. I, I empathize with that association, so that's great. So Me too, bro. <laughs> I mean, right? Yeah, well, both I, hands are like I'm, ah. I'm fixing. Well, so my part of my off season is I'm getting a new knee in uh, November. So November, I get a new knee. So yeah, Doctor Brian's like, yeah, you need a new knee and a new shoulder and a new hip, but you're not old enough to get them. Yeah, well, unfortunately, I am. Well, unfortunately, my knee's bad. My left knee's bad enough that it has to get that. I was doing. Oh intervals. really? I was. Oh yeah, yeah. It's been bone on bone for a while. I was doing intervals today and then. 
because uh, I'm just I'm trying to get make sure I, I get keep some um, some good muscle before the surgery. And so I was doing intervals, climbing intervals today, and it was it was not a fun experience. But so Alan Rodriguez says, uh, make sure you stretch on the ride and check yourself every 25 miles. You know what's weird is I think this is a this is a supported ride, obviously. So I think they have stops like every 25 or so miles uh, to refresh or whatever. But like I've been doing rides like these without stopping by myself. So you you're know, good to go. I think. I mean, the, nothing on this ride is, is um, even close to some of the stuff I've done training the last few months. So, I mean, I, get, I've, I trained so hard to try to make it easy. So, well, that's I don't correct. know. If you, if, you train correct, if you train correctly, your racing should be e- easy, but yeah. Right, yeah. Well, Ken, it's been fun, man. And, um, you know, nice, nice job on the success of this season. And... Uh, you know, slapping CJ into looking like a real writer sometimes. It's impressive. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive. I mean, we had, we had definitely had some great top, uh, top 10 finishes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that, I think the direction that we're going is, um, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it. I'm, I'm actually, I'm pretty jacked up to test already. So yeah, it's good. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. And, uh, shit, I look forward to seeing you guys uh, continue the, on, the, on the program towards more success next season. Awesome. Um, yeah, good stuff, man. And, uh, you know, everybody, I hope you guys like this series. You know, I think I'm going to try to check in with Ken at some point during the off season and uh, have him tell us what they're doing, testing. And, I don't know, maybe, maybe talk about your, like, oxygen shit and all that, you know, training stuff that you do and the masks and the – you know, the cyber, cyber optic, whatever that you're doing. Yeah, we actually have a, we just, actually, we just did a, um, the, the test day that we had, we actually brought our vision performance guy out and we did a bunch of vision work that day. Um, and I'm actually doing a keynote speaker talk in February at the national vision, national, I don't know, it's some vision sports performance, performance thing in San Diego. So I'm doing a, I'm doing, doing a keynote uh, speaker talk for that in February, which I'm really stoked to do. Um, and yeah, we've actually have a lot of vision stuff happening over the uh, off season. So I'm stoked. Yeah. Maybe I'm, you know what? Maybe try some of that shit on me, bro. I mean, come on. Good. Don't be stingy. Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> we, <laughs> if all goes well, we'll be have some formalized training next year with some vision schools. So we'll see how it goes. All right. All right. All right, dude. Well, good evening. Yep. Have a good night. All that. Thanks for coming. Thanks for talking. All right, so I've stopped.